Everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? How's your weather doing? It's nice and sunny out. The skies are nice and blue and clear, which is nice because it seems like all this week we've had nothing but rain and cloudy skies. All right, well... Today, I'm going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 17, entitled Changes. When the tomboyish... Why can I not say this word? Tomboyish picture on Ricky's baseball team asks Kate for advice on how to be a lady. She assumes that the girl has a crush on Ricky. Little does Kate know that this girl has set her sights on somebody else. Oh boy. Oh, the older man crush. I know it well. I had a crush on my fifth grade teacher when I was 11. So this episode is actually rated higher than last week's episode. That one was rated like a 6.5. This one's a 7.3 out of 10 based on 20 ratings. Now, the girl who plays Billy, who is a girl that has a crush on Edward, is played by Sydney Penny, who I, of course, remember from the soap opera All My Children when I used to watch it back in 1993 and 94. She played Julia Santos, who was the younger sister of Maria Santos. Later turned Maria Gray when she married Edmund. This episode was directed by Jack Shea. Writers David W. Duclin, the creator. Ron Levitt, the creator. Michael G. Moy, the creator. Written by Neil Leibowitz. Creator Ben Starr. Creator Martin Cohen. And creator Howard Leeds. I'm currently... I don't know if I mentioned this on uh, the last episode, but I did just get all eight seasons of Different Strokes. Or, yes. <laughs> I am not doing a podcast on that show. I like the show. i almost done with the first disc of season one. But I honestly feel in my heart I wouldn't be qualified to do that show. Just because I just, I don't think I would be able to. <laughs> I like the show, but I think someone else could do a lot better job. So, let's see. There's no trivia. Oh, here we go. Here's a quote from Kate Summers. If you want the guys to start thinking of you as a lady, you have to look like a lady. Here's one from Ricky. I don't say this to a lot of girls, but you're a great guy, Billy. But I'm not a guy. I'm a girl. Ricky Stratton. I know, but thank God you never act like one. Oh, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Him and his crazy, crazy one-liners. He is, even though I know that Ricky Schroeder was not a big fan of the 
comedic aspect of the sitcom. He more was into the to the dramatic aspect. Where I guess I read in an article that or trivia whether he was a little uncomfortable with that comedic timing and stuff. He still he still brought it. He still was good. I mean, I liked it. I find it funny some of the stuff that he says. So this episode originally aired on March 3rd, 1983. Oh my god. Wait, no, that was March 3rd was yesterday. No, today's March 4th, and I know this because Jeremy is watching the original Star Wars trilogy because it's May the 4th Be With You. I'm not watching the movies. I've seen them before. I think they're alright. If you're a Star Wars fanatic, please don't hunt me down because, uh, like I said, they're okay. I'm not in love with them. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've not been a big Star Wars person. My dad wasn't either. So I guess we just, and I'd never seen them until I met Jeremy. So as I like to do, I'd like to remind you guys and the new listeners, thank you, of course, for jumping on the ship with me and taking this journey with me as we are almost done with season two. In June, we are starting season three. But I'd like to remind you guys where you can go and follow along with the podcast. Instagram at Silverspoons Podcast and the Facebook at Silverspoons Podcast. Together, we're going to find our way an official Silverspoons Podcast. Also, Twitter, Silverspoons Podcast, Share Space with its big sister podcast. Punky Power PB Podcast. So you can go there, search Punky Power PB Podcast, and it will show up slash Silver Spoons Podcast. Also, my mouth is really dry. I just drank all my tea. Um, also, if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. I need to get myself a refill on my unsweet tea because right now I am... This is day... Wait, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, wait, this is day three, this is day three of having no pop, and I'm doing a little better each day, and I don't know, once I'm um, done with the week, uh, the week for my physical, we'll see, it, I have not been coughing like crazy, so I'm kind of wondering if the Diet Coke is like uh agitating the cough and stuff like that so we'll see throughout this episode if I cough a bunch which I actually also I just ordered the complete series of Facts of Life because after I'm one done watching all the eight seasons of different strokes I'm gonna want to try I'm gonna jump on Facts of Life I also want to get um all of Give Me a Break I'm really into all these 80s shows because I grew up watching some of this stuff so, also, if you're a regular listener, or if you've listened to a few episodes, you enjoy it, you like what you hear, go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts to Punky Power PB Podcast and leave a rating and review for either this show or if you like the Punky Power Podcast. So, every review that the podcast gets helps it get up there and noticed by other Punky Brewster and Silver Spoons fans like yourselves. Alright, I'm ready to dive into this episode. I just gotta get a refill on my drink. Because you know how talking makes a person's person's mouth go dry. 
All right, but real quick, I want to say, hey, I want to give a shout out to the podcast listeners for the week. We have Westville, Oklahoma, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, San Juan, Puerto Rico, Reno, Nevada, Swanee, Georgia, Worcester, is it War, War, Worcester, Massachusetts? I'm sorry if I mispronounce. <laughs> Lynn, Massachusetts, Brisbane, Australia, Farmington, Missouri, Grand Marsh, Wisconsin, Dallas, Texas, Twickenham, United Kingdom, Austin, Texas, Muskegon, Michigan, Pardee, that's P-A-R-D-E-E-ville, Wisconsin, Bethnal Green, United Kingdom, Veve, Switzerland, Cordova, Tennessee, Moorville, Mississippi, Ankeny, A-N-K-E-N-Y, Iowa, Brazil, Birmingham, Alabama, Enfield, United Kingdom, Vancouver, Washington, Los Angeles, California, Cornelia, Georgia, Tokyo, Japan, Germantown, Tennessee, Henrico, Virginia, uh, let's see, S-K-O-P-J-E, the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, Chicago, Illinois, and Uniontown, Ohio. Thank you all so much for listening. I have, um, if you follow along on the Instagram or Twitter or Facebook page for the Punky Power Podcast, you know that I did post recently about a surprise I have coming. However, I'm not actually going to reveal. It's going to be a bit before I uh, reveal that surprise. It's actually going to be revealed in... August <laughs> that I will tell you what that is. Um, I will give you a hint. It is not an interview with a cast member. I um, Before I do any interviews, I want to learn how to properly conduct an interview because I've not done one before. So Jeremy is going to be my guinea pig slash test subject now that I'm uh, updating Skype and everything like that. So once I get that figured out and how to record a call and all that fun stuff, then I can look into branching out and maybe reaching out to people because I would, I I like to listen to other podcasts that I listen to, um, do interviews and just get inspiration from that. So, I mean... Don't get me wrong, I like talking about shows and stuff on my podcast, that's what I do. However, conversing with another person, especially someone that I probably watched on TV and grew up watching, it's a bit intimidating. (laughs) So, alright guys, without further ado, let's get into this episode. It's interesting how this show is Silver Spoons, it's about Ricky, however, the main focus of this episode is about a a tomboyish girl named Billy who's got a crush on Ricky's dad. Oh! <laughs> How is Ricky gonna handle this once he finds out? Because from what I'm getting from that um, little bit of a synopsis, it's not like Ricky's got a crush on this girl or anything. You probably, like I said in that quote, he probably sees her as just like one of the guys. So the episode opens up in the living room at the desk, which normally Kate occupies that desk, but Dexter's there, and he is checking 
his answering machine messages, which I want to find out when did the answering machine first come out? Because I thought it was the 80s. Maybe it was the late 70s. Because this right now is 84. All right, so here we go here. Where did I just say? Okay, in 1983, and this is um, courtesy of Wikipedia. I'm going to mispronounce this man's name. Quinn, what are you doing? Stop it. Knock it off. Oh, she's being a goob. Playing with stuff she shouldn't be. All right, in 1983, Kazuo, K-A-Z-U-O, Hashimoto received a patent for a digital answering machine architecture with U.S. patent whatever. The first digital answering machine brought to the market was AT&T's Model 1337. Okay, that's not answering what I I want. Uh, answering tape machine. Uh, top answering machines of 2019. Oh, here we go. What's this thing? Tape answering machine electronics, AT&T. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I don't need one, but I just... Oh, this is a YouTube video. Dual AT&T dual tape answering machine. Well, anyway, to cut to the chase, he is listening to his own answering machine message, and then he has something that he puts against the phone receiver that you speak into that's doing some... sound, and it magically makes the messages that he receives on his answering machine playback. No, actually, when I worked at the video store with Jeremy, we weren't dating yet, but he actually showed me a certain, like, code or something you put in that you can actually listen to see if you have any messages. I remember later he said he wished he hadn't shown me because then I just became really obsessed with it, like, calling during work hours, like, let's see if I have any messages. Nine times out of ten, I didn't have any messages from anybody because no one ever called me. So, I'm guessing this Walter that left him a message, he's kind of breaking, um, their... He's breaking their racquetball game appointment. I'm guessing that's supposed to be Walter Cronkite, because the way, isn't he the one that said that's the way, um, the cookie crumbles or something? No, he says that's the way it is. Okay, gotcha. No, I'm thinking of Bruce Almighty, where he says, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Because at the beginning, he's, uh, he's a newscaster that's doing a... A segment on this ginormous cookie. And then it becomes a gag saying, that's the way you go. Cookie crumbles. Oh, okay, because this Walter says, and that's the way it is. Okay. So, Dexter says, maybe Andy Rooney can play racquetball with me. And then there's a message from someone named Ronnie, who's got a thing going with his mother. They're going somewhere, so they can't make it. Or, no, he's reminding him of a time uh, they got something going on. So, that's pretty cool. Then we hear the train. Who's on the train? Edward, Ricky, and his baseball friend billy all right i'm gonna play this clip as dexter's like hey richard how's the game and of course how was the game and ricky's like we won we won it was awesome hi dex hello edward hi richard how's the game we won well congratulations i knew you'd be victorious 
<laughs> Billy, this is my dad's business manager, Dexter Stuffins. Dexter, this is our star pitcher, Billy Jankowski. Hello, Billy. Hi. Why, you're a girl. <laughs> you wouldn't say that if you saw a pickoff move. <laughs> that was a rough game, Dex. We had to beat our top rivals. The toughest, most feared team in the whole league. Winky's pets. Are they as tough as Kathy's maternity wear? Even tougher. Do you want to hear how we won the game? Oh, yes. I'd love to hear a good sports anecdote. Shoot. Well, Billy's fastball was really smoking today. She held the gerbil scoreless. Then Ricky got up in the bottom of the ninth and smashed a double. Well, it wasn't really a smash. It was more of a dribble to the pitcher. But then he overthrew the first baseman, and then Tommy Ryan's dog picked the ball up with his mouth, and it's a beautiful Irish sentence. Okay, so I'm on second base. Billy comes up, and it's a long fly ball, deep, deep to right field, moving me over to third. Billy really clobbered that pitch. I did get good wood on it. <laughs> so things were looking great. But then our next two guys struck out. So my dad looked at me, and I looked at him, and he gave me the steal signal. <laughs> so I got a big lead off third, got a great jump, and stole home for the winning run. Wasn't that a rather risky strategy, Edward? Well, actually, it was entirely unintentional. I didn't mean to give Rick the steal signal. I was trying to get rid of a bee. <laughs> Looks like you're the hero of the game, Richard. <laughs> no way. I, I think we should award the game ball to that bee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to see one of your games. I'd love to see you two in action. Yeah, they're a winning combination. Rick's a great catcher. Billy's best pitcher in the whole league. I think she's just plain terrific. <laughs> oh, come on. Hmm. <laughs> Edward, if you have a moment, I'd love for you to sign some loan papers, then I'd drop them off at the bank. Okay, but why am I borrowing money? You're not. The bank is borrowing money from you. So, basically, they won the game between Billy being the fastest pitcher and Ricky being the greatest catcher. They tell this amazing, wonderful story how they won the game and how Edward was trying to like signal. He wasn't actually signaling Ricky to steal the base. He was trying to like uh, get a B off of him. And the whole time Ricky is telling this dramatic, amazing story. <laughs> he uh, Edward's got his arm around Billy's shoulder and just kind of like hugging her to him like you did great kid. And I don't get any real instance that she has a crush on him. You know, she's chomping on gum. She's a tomboy and everything. I, I'm not getting that from her yet, but maybe it's just too early to tell. You know, Ricky tells the best stories with so much flair and, uh, and drama in them. It's just, that's the way to tell a story, though. That way you get your listeners hooked. So, Dexter has to borrow Edward about a bank needing to borrow money from Edward. It's a small bank. They're just trying to get, you know, their feet wet and everything. And so they disappear into the library, leaving Billy and Ricky by themselves. I gotta say, I really, really like their blue uniforms. They're really nice and shiny blue with Eddie's, the Eddie's Toys graphics on the front. Those kids, their faces, Billy and Ricky's faces are smudged with dirt and their uniforms are not faring any better. 
So, Billy kind of levels with Ricky, like, hey, um, can I talk to you about something? You don't really see, you kind of see me as one of the guys, right? And he's like, yeah, you know, I mean, I like that. I mean, sometimes I forget you're a girl. I mean, you don't scream when you see a snake. You even put your own worm on the hook. So, they, you know, when the guys all get together and stuff, go fishing and all that, they, they take Billy along because she's cool. So Ricky sits down next to Billy on the on the couch and kind of lightly slugs her shoulder like, you know, Billy, I don't say this to a lot of girls, but you're a great guy. And she just looks at him like, oh, yeah, but I'm not a guy, I'm a girl, as she kind of lightly slugs him back on the shoulder. And of course Ricky's like, I know, but thank God you never act like one. So I'm going to play this clip. Rick, can I ask you something? Sure, what is it? Well... You think of me as one of the guys, don't you? Yeah, it's real easy to forget you're a girl. You don't scream when you see a snake. And when we go fishing, you're not afraid to put your own worm on your hook. Well, I just like to think of worms as real small snakes. <laughs> Billy, I don't say this to a lot of girls, but <laughs> you're a great guy. <laughs> but I'm not a guy. I'm a girl. I know, but thank God you never act like one. <laughs> so Kate comes in the front door, and I gotta say, I really like her short hair. It's really, really nice. It really, it suits her really well. But I know what she's wearing is this, um, light brown colored, uh, blazer with... You know the type, like, the silk blouse that's got, like, the, um, the, it was a big thing in the, in the 80s, the women wearing the silk blouses that have, uh, the long, like, ribbons, like, tied off and into bows and stuff like that. So she's like, hey guys, how, how was the game? And both Billy and Ricky are like, hey, we won, we won. So apparently Kate had to miss the game because she was down at Eddie Toys and there's some issues going on. Well, that isn't good. So apparently what's going on is she is having some problems with there are some people there that have trouble accepting Kate's authority because she's a woman. They are having trouble accepting her as Edward's assistant because she's a woman. So they're not taking her seriously. They're not listening to her. They're probably like, we will talk with Edward. We're not going to listen to you. That kind of thing. So that stinks for Kate. That really stinks. You know, it's the 80s. Women are in the workforce now. They're trying to make a name for themselves. And they still have to deal with... You know, overbearing, overpowering men that want to control things. That don't think that women should be in the workforce as far as they shouldn't hold positions of power. That that should only be for men, which, come on now. I want to play this clip because, I mean, I think that Kate just, yeah, she's got her, uh... She is a strong-willed woman. I will give her that. She knows what she wants, and she wants things done a certain way. She just wants to be treated like a person in a position of power. You know, treated with respect. Oh, hi, Ricky. Hi. hi. So, who won the game? We did. Oh, terrific. Oh, I'm sorry I missed it. I, I got involved in some problems down at Eddie Toys. What's the matter? 
Well, I'm having trouble convincing certain people to accept my authority as your father's assistant. When I say I want more goop in the goofy glop, I mean it. Hi, Wakey. Oh, Rick, I just spoke to the gardener. Mr. Carpenter? Yeah, he was trimming the hedge around the duck pond, and he said he found a five-legged frog. Do you want to see it? Are you kidding? Come on, Billy. No, no, you go ahead, Rick. I want to talk to Miss Summers. Okay, I'll bring him back alive. <laughs> So, Kate was just talking to the gardener who said that she found a five-legged frog near the duck pond. It's interesting because we don't see the, the grounds of the Stratton estate. So, we don't know. I didn't, I had no clue that there was a duck pond on that estate. Cool. Or the fact that there is a mutant five-legged frog out there. What if it's just a four-legged frog and the gardener mistook the tail, like it's still transitioning from a tadpole into an actual frog frog, and mistook the tail for a fifth leg? Uh, maybe, or maybe it's a mutated frog. I don't know. Now, this was before the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon that we all know and love of the late 80s. So, Ricky's like, all right, don't worry, I'll bring him back alive. And he's like, hey, Billy, you going to come with? And she's like, no, no, I want to stay here and talk to Miss Summers. So, Billy, this has got to be where Billy wants to get some girl advice. You know, she maybe she, her parents don't understand, like, why are you playing, you know, baseball with the boys? You should be dressing in dresses and going out and playing with your girlfriends and talking about boys, how cute they are and stuff like that. Miss Summers, I got a problem. Do you think we could have a woman-to-woman -woman talk? Well, of course we could. Is something bothering you? Well, yeah. See, well, Rick thinks of me as one of the guys. I, I can't understand why he doesn't think of me as a girl. <laughs> well, could you give me some tips on how to be more ladylike? <laughs> well, um... First of all, a lady doesn't sit like that. Yeah. A lady sits like this. Yeah, she sits with her legs closed. Like this? That's right. Well, doesn't the back of your knee get all sweaty? <laughs> That's one of the prices you pay for being a lady. Well, what else should I do? Well, let's see. Uh, you could wear your hair down. And you could try wearing a dress with a pretty purse. A dress and a purse? Mm. Oh, ugh. Oh. <laughs> Billy, if you want the guys to start thinking of you as a lady, you have to look like a lady. Okay, okay. So, my hair is down, I'm in a dress, and my knee is sweating. <laughs> What if a guy still doesn't notice me? What do I do then? Well, you could uh, show him that you're interested. How? Uh, by giving him a certain kind of smile. <laughs> Let me try. <clears throat> Practicing. <laughs> One of my friends told
told me that I should act dumb around the guy and pretend he's smarter than me. No. Is that true? No. Absolutely not. If a man doesn't like an intelligent woman, he is a man not worth having. Yes, Well, I got a lot of work to do. If I'm going to use my purse, I'm going to have to take my bug collection out of it. Miss <laughs> Summers, I really want to thank you for all your help. Oh, don't worry. You'll be great. I sure hope so. Let me try the smile again. Okay. <laughs> Any better? No. Much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So, Billy's big complaint here is the fact that Ricky and the other guys just see her as one of the guys. They don't see her as a girl. She's like, I don't understand why they don't see me as a girl. And she plops on that couch. One leg's draped over the side of the couch. The other one is tucked way on the other side. It's like, well, first of all, sweetie, girls don't sit with their legs spread wide open like that. This is not a gynecological exam. Close up shop. Close the legs. As Kate sits down next to her and says, well, first of all, here you go. As she takes her leg, swings it around, like, sit like a lady. You don't, I mean, you can have your legs, like, together and close. You don't necessarily always have to have one crossed over the other. Or even, what's that other one where you, like, have your, like, your leg is propped up? On, um, like your foot is propped up on your leg or something like that. I mean, that's something. I just tried that with the foot on the other leg. No, the legs are still open. That don't work. Okay. And Kate kind of says, well, you could try even, you know, a dress and a purse. Well, and, and, and Billy kind of bulks it. Like, oh, a dress and a purse? That, like, that's too much. For, well, it, Kate... I get it, it's the 80s, and back in the day, it's like, is that how girls were represented? You wore a dress? She doesn't necessarily have to do both those things. It doesn't necessarily even have to be a dress. It can be a nice pair of slacks or jeans and a nice-looking sweater. I don't carry a purse on me. In fact, I would have, like, a, either a, a messenger bag or just a little a little bag that you can stop put some stuff in but don't ever call it a purse someone's like oh here's your purse and i'm like it's a messenger bag does this look like a purse to you no i think that's in a way that i kind of was time tomboyish too i mean i was you know wore dresses when i was young and then maybe a couple times to some school dances and then a couple times as an adult to like a wedding or something but uh yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not big into dresses. Just, you know, some corduroys, some khakis, some jeans, and I'm good to go. So I like that she's going to Kate for advice on how to act like a lady. So I don't know whether maybe she doesn't have a mom in the picture, or maybe she feels more comfortable just going to Kate. So I'm kind of also wondering what exactly makes a girl into a tomboy? Like, I had my mom. She wasn't around a whole lot. Just, if you guys have listened to my Punky Brewster podcast, you guys know that my mother had lupus. And she had to be put in a a home, an adult care facility when I was seven or eight. But I think, like, I didn't 
I had my older sister for a little bit and stuff, and I had people there to help me act like a girl, but it's just being, you know, with my dad and stuff, my my mannerisms and stuff like that weren't exactly what you would call ladylike. So, like I said, you know, I don't know Billy's home life. I don't know if she has a mother, but I kind of wonder. I mean, a girl can have a mother in her life and still be a tomboy. That's just how, you know, people, some girls are. You grow up and then eventually that tomboyishness fades away or you kind of move into the next development stage. The whole time, this girl is chomping on what sounds like a, a giant amount of bubblegum. Like, uh, like a big wad of it is, like, stuck in her cheek. And she's a um, 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 um sound. But Kate sits there and she crosses one leg over the other. Like, okay, now let's see you do it. And the whole time, Billy's got her hand in that baseball glove. So Billy's comment after she crosses her leg, well, doesn't your back of your knee get all sweaty? And Kate's like, well, yeah, you know, that's one of the prices you pay for being a lady. So Billy's like, okay, I got that down. What else should I do? And Kate kind of pulls her uh, Billy up from the couch and says, hmm, let me see. She's kind of like looking at her like, hmm, evaluating. Well, as she kind of tugs on Billy's hat, you could try maybe wearing your hair down. Maybe even wearing a dress, which is definitely a female gender signifier there with the dress. Like, oh, why do they always in insist on, oh, you're a tomboy, just throw on a dress, you'll be good. Put your hair down, too. You don't hide it under a baseball cap. So when Kate, of course, adds, well, a dress and a purse and, you know, a nice little purse, and Billy's like, ugh. A dress and a purse as she plops back down on the couch. Like, that's a bit, a, a little bit, a little too much. And Kate's like, well, if you want the guys to see you as a lady, these are the things that you're gonna have to do if you want them to see you in a different way. I kind of wonder if maybe Billy's getting, like, a little bit of, uh ragged on by her friends for like, oh, you joined a boy's t-ball or a boy's baseball team? Unless it's a co-ed team. It might be co- I mean, it's gotta be co-ed if she's on the team, right? You know what this makes me think of? The movie Little Giants. Granted, this movie wouldn't come out for at least another ten years, but we know that the girl, um, Becky... The icebox O'Shea was dealing with that she's a tomboy, she's playing football, she doesn't get picked for her uncle's, you know, peewee football team, so her dad goes and gets a ragtag group of kids, so that way his daughter can be the shining star, but guess what happens? Boom! Quarterback, cute boy, Devin Sawa playing Junior Floyd, my first guy crush, first guy, boom, posters all over my wall of Devin Sawa. Anyway... The thing is, when she sees him, Devin Sawa Jr. Floyd, in the supermarket, because they're all going around trying to find, you know, players for the ragtag bunch of football team, and she sees him, boom, it's like a light bulb goes off in her mind, and boom, puberty comes rushing, head in, boom, slams it. So, and she all of a sudden is looking at him in a new light and seeing, like, oh... He doesn't like 
me, the football me, he sees me as a teammate because when he, she sees him looking at her cousin, who's also the same age, he sees her as a girl girl, she starts to wonder, maybe if I changed my hair, wore it down, cleaned up my face, put a little lipstick on, and he'll see me as a different person. So in a way, it's almost like you're changing something about yourself, your physical attributes, to make somebody like you. Like, maybe if they see me in this way, they'll like me. It's like, it's almost like saying if, I mean, is this really a good message? I mean, what what Kate's doing here, and she's like, I mean, she just wants to help Billy out. Like, you want the guy to see you as a girl, and not a tomboy. I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, after all, Billy did ask for her advice, like how to get the guys to see me in a different light. So, so she's like, all right, I get the picture. My hair is down. I'm in a dress. I got a purse. My leg is sweating because my legs are crossed. What if a guy still doesn't notice me? And Kate's answer to this is, well, just show him that you're interested. And Billy's like, well, how do you do that? And Kate's like, oh, well, you know, by giving him a certain little smile. And she kind of puts her chin in her hand like, oh, smile, something like that. Billy tries it, but her eyes are, her smile is too big. Her eyes are squinty. It's like, okay, pull it back just a little bit. Just a little hint of a smile. Not a giant big movie star, like big full teeth grin here. Just something, just a little hint of one. You're, you don't try too hard. I'm just kind of thinking of her giving this girl advice. And I know that Edward and Kate, you know, they get married later on. They don't have any any kids, which I couldn't have seen them going this route anyway. But then again, a lot of other sitcoms, Different Strokes, did the same thing. When Mr. Drummond got married... The woman had a kid from another uh, relationship, little Danny Cooksey. So can you imagine what if, you know, Kate and Edward did end up having a kid? What if they had a girl? What if, you know, Kate had to field these questions? If they if they had a daughter, Kate's and Edward's kid would not be a tomboy. No, she would be a girly girl. Kate just tells her to keep practicing on that. Keep working on that smile. You'll get it. You'll get it eventually. So, um, Billy's friend told her that she should act dumb around a guy, so that way he thinks that he's smarter than her. And we get an audience applause when Kate gives this advice. Kate says, absolutely not. That is not true. If a man does not like a woman for her intelligence, then he is not a man worth having. That is very true. You don't... Don't dumb yourself down for a guy. Don't ever, ever do that. And we get an applause from the audience. Like, yes, Kate, this is a great message. So Billy stands up like, wow, I got a lot of work to do. A lot of homework here with this. Uh, you know, if I gotta use my purse, I gotta take my bug collection out of there. Like, ew. Do you have a bug collection in your purse? So, Ricky, does he got, what is, is this, what is that? Does he got the frog? The five-legged frog? Billy's gone, like, oh man, she's not going to be able to see this frog. Do we get to see the frog? Hey, Kate, want to see a five-legged frog? Oh, no, thank you. 
Okay, you had me. <laughs> Ricky's right. That gardener needs some glasses. That looks like a gardening glove. Did he drop that? Because when Ricky comes in, he's like, hey, Kate, you want to see a five-legged frog? She's like, oh, no, not really. I'm thinking, well, you brought it up. And he tosses it to her. She's like, ah! <laughs> she jumps back. <laughs> oh. So Ricky asks where Billy is. Uh, yeah, Kate says, well, she went home, and Ricky's like, oh, man, we're going to hit some fly balls. You guys just played a game of baseball. You want to play more baseball? But they're kids. They got endless energy. Um, but Kate is going to tell, I'm guessing she's going to tell Ricky that, hey, your friend Billy's trying to act like a girl. Why don't you be supportive and encouraging and let her practice, you know, being a girly girl? Where's Billy? Oh, she went home. Dora, we're gonna hit some fly balls. Uh, Rick, there's something you should know. Really what? Well, I think you should stop thinking of Billy as one of the guys and start thinking of her as one of the girls. <laughs> Why would I want to do a thing like that? <laughs> because she has a crush on you. No, she doesn't. Billy? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So basically, Kate says that Ricky needs to be treating Billy like a girl girl. And Ricky's like, why would I do that? And she's like, well, because I think Billy has a crush on you. I'm like, no, she doesn't. And Ricky's like, what? Like, I kind of understand where Kate could get that, being the fact that Billy said, I want the guys to see me as not a, like one of the guys, but as a girl girl. So, uh, oh boy, is Kate and Edward in for a surprise, especially Kate. <laughs> oh, and Billy when she finds out that Kate is actually dating Edward, unless she doesn't know that. I'm going to play this clip as Edward is on the phone with someone trying to sell him insurance. And this just sounds like a typical conversation that <clears throat> in today's world... Since we all have cell phones now. See, Edward's on a landline. He's not able to see who's calling into him. Or maybe he called them for something. And he got roped into the sales insurance sales pitch. But nowadays, if I see a number that I don't recognize, especially if it's a number that calls twice and I look at it and, like, called twice in, like, one minute, I'm like, or if it's out of state, it's like, I'm blocking you. I am blocking you. And, huh, yeah, which most of the calls they seem to get are from out of state or they're in the city, but I don't recognize them. It's like if somebody needed to get a hold of me and I didn't pick up, they'd leave a message. So it's like I'm blocking you. And Edward, unfortunately, due to not knowing, there, there's no caller ID either because we're not at that point yet either because this is still 1984. So I'm going to play this clip. I feel like Edward just hang up the phone, man. Just hang, don't, don't let them, like, pull you in. That's what they do. That's what they're trained to do. Uh, well, listen, I, I really don't need any more insurance, so I... Well, yeah, but I, but I really don't need... <laughs> Yep. 
I didn't realize you were talking on the phone. I'm not. He is. <laughs> What's up, son? So he keeps getting cut off as he's trying. I don't need any more. I don't. I don't need any more shirts. As soon as rookie Luke came in, I'd be like, uh, you know what? My son's here. Goodbye. Click. I'm just like, hey, the phone. He doesn't even hang it up when Ricky comes in. He just sets it down. I'm like, hey, here, you want it? My kid's here. You want to talk to him? Here you go, Ricky. <laughs> so Ricky's got a little thing he's got to talk to his dad about. I swear, I think we've seen this shirt on Ricky before. So Ricky says, hey, dad, look, I have a problem that's really bothering me. And the first thing Edward goes to is like, what's her name? And Ricky's like, seriously? Why is it whenever I come to you and have a problem, you always ask, who's the girl? I'm like, yeah, it's like, Ricky's 13. Are we there yet? Seriously? I mean, I'd say wait to, wait at least another two to three years before he's like, who's the girl, Rick? Okay, you have a problem? Who's the girl? So Ricky's like, you know, why do you just assume that it's about a girl? I mean, it could be about school or one of the guys. And Edward's like, okay, well, is it about school or one of the guys? And Ricky's like, well, no, it's about a girl. <laughs> Ricky! This is how he leads with this. It's Ricky. Or, it's... <laughs> Ricky's like, it's Billy. Something terrible has happened. And the way... That Edward reacts, which why wouldn't he? Because Ricky led with it's Billy. Something terrible has happened. Good grief! Now you got your dad imagining terrible, terrible things. Ricky, choose your words wisely, guy. What's up, son? Dad, I've got a problem that's really bugging me. What's her name? <laughs> why do you always assume it's a girl? I've got other problems. It could be about school or one of the guys. Is it about school or one of the guys? No, it's about a girl. <laughs> ah. It's Billy. Something terrible's happened. She broke her arm. <laughs> no, she's fallen in love with me. Oh. But her arm's all right? <laughs> Dad... Well, son, I'm sorry. I just don't see what's so terrible that she's fallen in love with you. Unless it affected her pitching. Dad, I really need some help here. I'm sorry, son. Here, here let me get rid of this guy. Listen, I really don't... Yes! But I really don't... just hang up on him. Really? That wouldn't be polite. <laughs> Son, you were saying. See, I've always thought of Billy as one of the guys. I mean, we're teammates. A great battery combination. But her falling in love with me is going to change all that. Does it have to? <laughs> sure, if I go out to the mound for a conference, she's liable to hug me or something. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. <laughs> I like Billy the way she is. I don't want her to change. Rick, everything changes. In fact, the absurd man is he who never changes. <laughs> I got that in a fortune cookie. <laughs> Been waiting eight years to use it. But I don't want Billy 
to change. It's not easy to find a girl who really knows how to spit. <laughs> Why don't you have to ruin things and fall in love with me? Rick, Billy's at that age. It's only natural she wants to be a little more feminine. Besides, she's not the first girl to succumb to your charms. <laughs> Why am I cursed with this animal magnetism? draws women to the ricker. Well, I think we can rule out humility. How do I tell Billy I just want us to be friends? You know, something <laughs> similar to this happened to me once in college. So, of course, Edward's more worried about the fact, like, oh my gosh, Billy broke her arm? And Ricky's like, no. I think she's in love with me. And Edward is so fixated on the idea that they could lose their star picture. Like, yes, but that doesn't have anything to do with her arm. Her arm's fine, right? And Ricky's like, yeah, but the thing is, I've always thought of Billy as one of the guys. And now the fact that she's in love with me, I don't know how that's going to help things with us being teammates. (laughs) You know, Ricky just is like, I don't want her to change. I just want things to be the same between us. And Edward's like, well, you know, she's at that age. And it's not, you know, where girls are going to change and be different and be more feminine. And, you know, it's like, son, it's not like it's the first time that a girl has desired you or wanted you for something more than just a friend. And you hear me when Ricky says the ricker. Ooh. I'm surprised that Edward does not start bust out laughing. Like, <laughs> oh, you call yourself the ricker, do you? Really? How long has this been going on? <laughs> no, Edward spouts some wisdom he got from a fortune cookie eight years ago that's been kind of sitting in the chamber waiting to be taken out and given to somebody as advice and Edward's like whoa well same thing happened to me see when I was in college and I'm whoa I'm like whoa Edward no please um I don't think he's old enough to hear whatever that is but I think Edward's gonna keep it like rated PG so granted rated PG had a very different meaning in 84 we haven't hit the PG 13 rating but even still he'll keep it kid friendly Yeah, I used to earn extra money on the weekends tutoring. I met a Russian exchange student named Svetlana Porchnik. (laughs) Svetlana and I had to spend a lot of time together working on her English, and we got to be pretty good friends. And then all of a sudden, she up and tells me, Yatebya Lublu. What does that mean? Help on drowning? (laughs) Lublu? That's Russian for I love you. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I didn't feel near the same way, but it's kind of a touchy situation because I don't want to get mad at me. She had a bad temper? Yeah. Also, she was a husky woman. <laughs> Real husky? <laughs> About two Twinkies shy of 385 pounds. <laughs> But finally, one day, I grabbed my first aid kit and went to tell her how I felt. What did you say? 
I said, Svetlana, I really value our relationship, but if you try to make it romantic, we might lose our friendship. Now please put me down. That's great, Dad. I'm going to say that to Billy. I better rehearse it a few times. I'll get that, son. Dad? Yeah. I hope Billy doesn't look at me and say, the tabia blue blue. Blue blue, son. A blue blue too, Dad. Okay, so what triggers this story is Billy, or Ricky saying, how do I tell Billy I just want to be friends? This is what triggers the story about Edward one summer during college, or in between uh, college, he wanted to do some tutoring to earn some money. And this Russian foreign exchange student, Svetlana Porchnik? Okay, that last name. Wow, that writer, whoever came up with that name. Even Ricky's like, Porchnik, what? Okay, so he was, like, helping her with her English. So, basically, the time that Edward and Svetlana were putting in together with him tutoring her with her English, she developed a strong attraction crush on Edward. And one day she just said, Svetlana Lulu or something like that. And apparently, Ricky's like, what does that mean? Edward's like, well, it means I love you. So, Edward had kind of let this girl down a little easy because he did not reciprocate her feelings and he had to be a little gentle with it because well it's not so much Ricky's like what she had a temper and Edward's like no she was a uh, husky girl they didn't say fat which is just as well not that husky's any better but it's definitely sounds better than fat so Ricky's like real husky and Edward's like yeah about Two Twinkies shy of 385 pounds. Okay, they did not have to throw the weight in, because that makes it just because they didn't say fat, they threw the weight in and how much she probably could weigh. Like, that makes it that much worse. Just say she's husky and let's move on with it. We don't need to know this woman's actual weight. So, basically, Edward says, Svetlana, I really value our friendship, but if you try to make it romantic, I'm afraid that it will ruin our relationship. And the last thing he said was, no, please put me down. So, Ricky's like, great, that's what I'm going to say to Billy. I better rehearse it a few times. Of course, there's a doorbell, so... Alright, it's showtime. I notice in the corner that Phil is dressed in um, Edward's coaching ja- uh, baseball jacket. The polyester one. So Edward opens the door, and we haven't even gotten Billy in the door completely, but her hair is down. We can see she was wearing a nice dress. Wow, she is a pretty, pretty girl. Wow, she really... This girl cleans up nice. She doesn't have the smudges on her face from being in the dirt and playing baseball. Very nice, very nice. And the dress is really pretty. And Edward does not even recognize her at first. Like, yes, can I help you? And he's, he, he sees it's Billy. I think it's safe to say you guys might have lost your star picture. <laughs> I don't think she's going back to that. But then again, I could be wrong. I'm playing this clip. Yes, can I help? 
rather you didn't call me Billy anymore. I prefer to use my given name, Wilhelmina. <laughs> well, won't you come in, please, Wilhelmina? <laughs> so it takes him a second to register, like, Billy? Is that you? She's like, oh, I don't, uh, I prefer to be called by my given name, Wilhelmina. And he's like, oh, well, won't you come in, Wilhelmina? And you can see that she has not been uh, um, on heels before because she is really, she's stumbling along. She hasn't tripped or anything. She is wearing a nice white purse that goes great with her, her pink dress. Very pretty. And Edward's kind of taking this all in, like, wow, what caused this transformation? And he's probably like, well, my son. She's here to see my son. Oh, sweetie, you could have worn flats, girl. I mean, I'm sure she practiced at home with the heels. I'm sure she did. If I were wearing dress shoes, I would definitely not have heels. They would be flats. The audience you hear in that clip is just like, wow, look at this. Billy, look at her transformation. They're clapping. They're whistling. She is gorgeous. She's a stunner. She's absolutely beautiful. So, Edward kind of remarks on Billy's, you know, it's a cute, you look very beautiful. I like your dress. She's like, yes, I chose this dress because it hides the scabs on my knees. Uh, TMI, girl. Sweetie. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> uh, so he's like, oh, you know what? I'll go get Rick for you. And he goes to leave. He's like, oh, no, no, wait. Okay, well, here we go. I think this is it. The reveal that Ricky is not the one she dressed up for. Say, oh no, there's no hurry. Do you mind if we sit and talk for a while? And he looks like, oh, sure, of course, why not? That's fine by me. He has no indication yet that she's got a little crush on him. So I'm going to play this clip. Billy? Oh, I'd rather you didn't call me Billy anymore. I prefer to use my given name, Wilhelmina. <laughs> well, won't you come in, please, Wilhelmina? <laughs> well, I hardly recognize you. You look so beautiful. Really? Absolutely. Thank you. That's a pretty dress, too. Great color. Well, the color's okay, but I like this dress because it's long enough to hide the scabs on my knees. <laughs> I'll get Rick for you. Oh, no, no, wait. There's no hurry. Uh, could we sit and talk for a while? Sure, here. <laughs> <laughs> she almost trips over the, with those heels on over those railroad tracks. It's like, but then again, anybody probably would if they're trying to keep straight. You know, just looking straight and just walking. Uh, so she sits down and she's doing all the things that Kate said, especially with the one leg over the other, you know, crossed over the other. So he's like, all right, well, what's on your mind? And she's like, well, she's, you know, she's embarrassed. She says, well, it's a little hard to talk about. And she's like, oh, excuse me. As she grabs the tissue from the coffee table and kind of puts it, you know, the, the knee sweat. She's getting the knee sweat, like she mentioned. The audience just laughs. Like, that is the funniest thing. And Edward's just kind of 
kind of playing this off like, all right, it's cool. Uh, my star pitcher wants to talk to me. She's wearing a dress. Okay, nothing wrong with this picture. Nothing wrong in this with this picture in 84. 2019, there'd be something wrong with it. As innocent as it looks in some sense, nowadays this would be very not a good picture. Okay, so she... From what Edward's getting here, as she says, I'm sort of interested in a certain guy. So, he's probably thinking, like, oh, you're asking me about, you know, advice on guys. Okay. Uh, he is immediately uncomfortable. He's like, uh, Billy, um... <laughs> as she cracks him, like, Wilhelmina. He says, I think you need to be telling this to Rick. And she's like, why? He's not the one I'm interested in. And I'm like, oh, 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 I am playing this clip. I'm playing it through because I am going to be floored by what happens after this. <laughs> What's on your mind? Well, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about. You see, the, the thing is... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you see, the thing is, I'm sort of interested in a certain guy. Billy. <clears throat> Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina, I think you should be telling this to Rick. Why? It's not Rick I'm interested in. It isn't. Who is it? Uh, I personally baked you some cupcakes. <laughs> this is the best one. <laughs> it's a little bit high density. If you don't want to eat it, you could always use it as a paperweight. Oh, no, no I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just save it for later. Listen, Wilhelmina, I'm very flattered that you like me, but uh, have you considered the fact that I'm three times older than you? So what? We could still have a lot of good years together before you croak. <laughs> but what I need to know is, how do you feel about me? Well, this is very sudden. Uh, kind of takes me by surprise, you know. But I think what I should say to you is this. Wilhelmina, I really value our relationship. <laughs> but if you try to make it romantic, we might lose our friendship. I'm sure you understand. Why don't you tell her it's illegal? Yeah, I do. But I'm willing to take that risk. <laughs> 
Well, see, the, the other problem is that uh, I'm already involved with another woman. You are? Is it an older woman? Yeah. Somebody in high school? <laughs> Even older than that. It's my assistant, Kate Summers. Wow, she is old. <laughs> How come? Well, you see, I asked Miss Summers for advice on how to get you to notice me. But she never let on that you were her babe. Well, I think that's because she probably thought that you wanted Ricky to be your babe. Now I know what it feels like to have a broken heart. I'll never, ever get over losing you. <laughs> you never had him. Well, I know it seems like that now, but uh, you know, time heals all wounds. And someday you'll meet somebody and you'll forget all about me. No way. You just lost your picture, buddy. She's gone. She's not coming back. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> you guys heard me talking throughout the clip. Just... Some of my reactions to, like, oh my goodness. Not one of those words out of Edward's mouth was, this is illegal, I could go to prison. I could go to jail. I could wind up on the sex offenders list. Which, this is, when this took place, this was 84. I don't know just how serious that kind of thing was. But that is definitely what went through my mind. So I'm going to back it up a little bit and kind of walk through this a little bit here. And after Edward says, I think you need to be telling this to Rick, Wilhelmina, or Billy, says, why? He's not the one I'm interested in. And you hear the audience reaction, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he just looks at her dumbfounded, like, it isn't, then who is? Who is it? And she just gives him that movie star, bright smile, squinty-eyed look. The audience goes cray-cray. Like, <laughs> Which I, I can't fault. I can't fault Billy for that or Wilhelmina. I cannot because Joel Higgins is a hottie toddy. He is a hot daddy. <laughs> now, granted, I was not even two years old yet in 84, so I didn't think that way. But boy, do I think it now. He is a hot, hot daddy. It's almost like his emotions on his face, like he's going through several different emotions before he can even get a word out. So he's like, uh, mm, um, listen, um, he's trying to get control of the situation, and she's like, oh, um, I baked something for you, and she pulls it out of her purse. It's a muffin that's hard as rock, because Edward's like, oh, well, thank you. And she's like, well, if you don't want to eat it right now, you can always use it as a paperweight. When he sets it on the desk behind the couch, you hear an audible thunk. Like, yeah, I am definitely not eating that. I will cherish it forever because it will be a paperweight. 
She said it's a little bit high density. What did you put in it, sweetie? Cement? So Edward kind of starts this out with, you know, I am flattered, you know, that you like me. Um, but unfortunately, I am three times your age. Yeah, because Edward's got to be in his late 30s by now. Because if she's 13, triple that, and that is close to 39? And her response to him saying, basically, I'm too old for you. She's like, so what? We can still have plenty of good years before you croak. <laughs> so Edward is trying to choose his next words very carefully, and it doesn't exactly help that I'm just going to call her Billy. Billy leans into him, looks him right in his eyes, and says, now I want to know, what do you think about me? Like, whoa, girl, you are coming in hot and sultry here. Um, <laughs> pull it back. Pull it back a little bit now, Billy. <laughs> You're about to cross a line that is not, should never be crossed. <laughs> I know you got a crush, but let's just keep it at that and let's not uh, cross that line. Thank you. So he basically says, well, it's a, it's a little sudden and it uh, takes me by surprise. But I think what I should say, he looks at her and says, Wilhelmina, I really value our relationship. But if you try to make it romantic, we might lose our friendship. Um... He's taking a playbook out of his own advice from Ricky. Um, you know what? Edward, that worked when you were with someone your own age. That does not work with a 37-year-old and a 13-year-old girl um, at all. I'm sorry I'm putting it in that context, but guys, I mean, I know this is 1984, but we now live in an age where this would be just the proximity of two people who are not related at that age, sitting on a couch together would just seem very, uh, not right. And Edward thinks it's all cut and dry, said and done, as he, you know, staple, uh, staples his fingers and crosses his, his leg. Like, I'm sure you understand. And she's like, yes, I do. But I'm willing to take that risk. No, no, no. And Edward's like, oh, well, it's almost like, well, that didn't work. Ugh, what else can I say that will turn you off? So finally, he digs around in his arsenal and he pulls up this fact. Well, see, the other problem is, see, uh, Kate Summers, she's my girl girlfriend, we're in a relationship. And this is where Billy's like, oh, no, um, I actually asked Miss Summers for advice about someone that I like. And I never really let on that the person that I liked was you. Like, I had no idea that she, uh, that you were her babe. <laughs> yeah, he basically says I'm involved with another woman. And she's like, oh, you are? Is it an older woman? Is she in high school? And he's like, uh, much older than that. And Billy's response to Kate Summers is, boy, she is old. Like, she's really not. But then again, she's Billy's 13. Of course, at that age, I also thought people in their 30s were old. And now I'm in my 30s. So actually what she says is, I'm so embarrassed. And Edward's like, how come? 
And she's like, well, I asked Miss Summers on how... I asked her on, for advice on how to get you to notice me. And I never would have made a move if I'd have known that she... That you were her babe. So basically, Edward's like, yeah, well, I think that she probably figured that she, you, that you wanted Ricky to be your babe. <laughs> and he's like, babe, like, Ugh. And I do feel for Billy here. So like, now I know what it feels like to have a broken heart. And Edward's like, oh, Wilhelmina, I'm sorry. And she's like, I'll never get over losing you. And I'm like, you never had him. <laughs> but it's an innocent girl crush. Like I said, I had a crush on my teacher when I was 11. And he was my fifth grade reading teacher. And... I would call him on the phone. I got his phone number from the operator and I would call his house. I know. That's very obsessive. I know. I know. It was wrong. <laughs> and Edward had some he's like, I know it feels like that now, but you know what they say. Time heals all wounds. And he tells her, someday you will meet somebody and you will forget all about me. And she just looks at him like, no way. I mean, I guess it really didn't help matters that the fact that he is her coach and when she had come over when she was dressed in her baseball gear that he had his arm kind of slung around her shoulder and he was praising her and everything like that. Maybe that adoration in her mind kind of, she twisted that into a form of affection. <laughs> So I'm going to play this clip as Ricky comes out of the library and he's seeing this going on between his dad and Billy. But maybe, I don't know, maybe he'll like, what's going on here? Or, oh, you're hitting on my dad? What? So I don't know. Like I've said, I've not seen these episodes, go, you know, now and, and, and going forward. So all of this is new to me. Like I said, I watched this and kind of comment along. So a lot of my reactions, especially sometimes over the clips, you're going to hear me like, whoa, what? Really? Oh my goodness. So yeah, let's, let's find out. I'm anxious to see how he's, Ricky's going to react to this. <laughs> Billy? Hi, Rick. You, you're, I'm what? You're pretty. <laughs> I am? Yeah. Wow. Thanks. Listen, do you want to go to the movies? Okay. And he's like, at first I'm like, what is this? Like, he's repulsed. But no, he's just, he, he's, he's not seen Billy dressed up in a dress. He's like, Billy? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you're really pretty. And she gets up and goes over and I'm like, yeah, you really think so? It's like, yeah. Would you want to go to the movies? And they hold hands and the goofy laugh that Ricky's like. Because <laughs> she smiles. This movie star smile at him. 
And <laughs> so they hold hands and they walk off this uh, out of the shot. And Edward's just like, whew, dodge that bullet. And I'm like, well, you might not get the hot daddy, but you sure can get the boy. <laughs> so there is no after scene with that. Okay. But that was a good episode. <laughs> I think I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give it a four out of five. The only thing I didn't like is the fact that Kate kind of insinuated that it was about Billy liking Ricky. Like, she automatically just assumed that who that's who uh, Billy was in, but that Billy was into. But, I mean, of course... You know, you see this girl, she's on your boss's son's baseball team, and you just assume, like, oh, she's asking me these questions about how to be a lady because she has a crush on Ricky. But, I mean, I like Kate giving her advice on how to be a lady and everything. Okay, I like her also giving the advice on never, ever, basically never, ever dumb yourself down for a guy. If a guy doesn't like you for your mind, then he's not worth having. I liked Edward kind of letting Billy down, and then I also liked um, how Ricky and Billy went off to the movies at the end. That she quit, she got over Edward fast. I mean, that was a prime example. Like, oh, hi, Billy, you're in a dress. You're pretty. Want to go to the movies? Okay. <laughs> Just simple as that. And um, I, I thought it was funny with the whole insurance salesman, how Edward, that person is still on the line. I don't think, did he hang up that phone? I don't think he did. And the fact that he was talking to his son the whole time, like, here, let me get this guy off the phone, and he picks it back up, the guy is still on the line. Like, oh my goodness. But that was a funny gag. Alright, so let's check out what I'll be doing next week, and I really want to see if I can get this one, because it is the first two-parter of the show. It's season 2, episode 18 and 19 of Summer's Romance Parts 1 and 2. Ricky's classmate Leslie has a crush on him. She's a girl that was very inappropriate, visiting Ricky in the hospital while Edward was in the hospital for uh, an infection due to an appendicitis or a uh, gallbladder infection. Um, oh, okay, so Ricky and Leslie are rehearsing a play. She brings her mother, Veronica, who turns out to be an old flame of Edward's. Veronica causes problems when she tries to rekindle the flame. Alright, and of course part two, Edward finds himself in the awkward position of having to choose between Le Leslie's mother, Veronica, and Kate. When the latter catches him in a passionate kiss, he must decide between the two. But has Kate... Oh, why does he have to decide? The, de the choice should already be made. It's Kate. My goodness, why are we doing this? Is this just to solidify his and Kate's relationship completely 100%? Because I thought he made his intentions known in season one when she went on a date with Bob Danish to that, um, that opera thing. And he admitted his feelings to everybody there. So why is this... I don't know. I just, I want to knock it out in one go. 
Because I know after that, we are going to get to one of the most hard-hitting, serious TV episodes to date of Silver Spoons. There will be other series episodes, but this one will take the cake. And the one I'm talking about is Season 2, Episode 20, entitled Spare the Rod, where Mino Palouse, who is Soleil Moonfry's half-brother, Soleil Moonfry, you know, played Punky Brewster on Punky Brewster. This is her older brother playing uh, a character who is being physically abused by his father. And that one is going to be big time. Because we are going to see a side of Edward we hopefully never see again. And only see once because of the, of the episode, of the subject matter. So, And he has to have a... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, he has to be... Find a way to semi-sympathize with the kid's abusive father. But I'll get to that when I cover that episode, which will be coming up after next week. So, yeah, at the end of this month, guys, we are done with season two. And then in June, we start up season three of Silver Spoon. So a lot of fun things ahead in the season to come. So that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will be back next week with A Summer's Romance Parts 1 and 2. Alright everybody, have a great weekend. Bye bye.